This week's Parsha is Parsha's Vayera. And in a Parsha like Vayera, packed with so many seminal events in our nation's young history, one of our jobs is to try and understand the progression and search for connections and meaning in the different stories. So the Parsha begins with the mitzvah of Bikor Cholim, visiting the sick, as we are told that Hashem is paying Avraham a visit after his bris milah on the third day. The procedure had taken place at the end of last week's Parsha. And our Parsha begins, Vayera elav Hashem be'elonei Mamre, Hashem appeared to him, to Avraham, in the plains of Mamre, who Yoshev Pesach Ha'ol, he's sitting at the entrance to his tent, Kechom Hayom, in the heat of the day. And Rashi explains why each of these details are important, that this is an example of the mitzvah of Bikor Cholim, how Hashem even went above and beyond to take care of Avraham, not requiring him to stand in his presence and even making it extra hot so that no travelers would be passing by and require Avraham's attention. But interestingly, the Pasuk never actually mentions Avraham. It never mentions who Hashem was visiting. Vayera elav Hashem. Hashem appeared to him. A love. Appeared to who? Now we know from context that it's obviously talking about Avraham. But it's interesting that the Pasuk doesn't specify who Hashem was going to visit. And it's not just this one Pasuk. Avraham is actually not mentioned until Pasuk Vav. After numerous verbs are listed describing Avram's actions in the Psukim. It says, Vayisa enav vayar. He lifted his eyes and saw. It's talking about Avram. There were three men coming. Vayar, vayar He went out to, he ran to greet them. It doesn't say who. Vayishtachavu arta. He bowed. It doesn't say who. Vayomar, he said. It says later, paslechem. I took, I'll, I'll take bread. It doesn't say who is doing any of these things until Pasuk Vav, when it finally says, Vayimaher Avraham that Avram hurried. Okay, so most of the story with Hashem and with the Malachim coming to visit is told without actually using Avraham's name. Why is this? What are we meant to understand from this blatant omission? So the Kliyakar explains that there were really two sides to Avraham. One was the Avhamon Gayim, right? The father of many nations, the public persona of Avraham that anybody could see. He was this righteous, courageous person. He stood for what was right. He spoke out against evil and wicked beliefs in the world. He went from town to town preaching of the existence of one God of Hashem, one true God who created the world, the world-famous Avraham. That was one persona. But the Kli Yakar says that there was another side to Avraham. This was a humble, introspective, deeply considerate person, one who paid super close attention to detail to make sure that each and every person he met knew that he cared about them. Someone who epitomized what it meant to be a true Baal Chassad. So by not explicitly mentioning Avram's name throughout the beginning of the Parsha, the Kliyakar says that the Torah is teaching that Avram, he didn't merit a visit from Hashem and eventually from the Malachim because of his public persona, because of who he was outwardly. It wasn't because he had notoriety or fame or whatever. It was because of his inner persona, his values, his midos. It was his modesty that paved the way for these encounters. So we see that Avram's anonymity in the psukim is meant to highlight the best of his qualities. But I think the question still stands. And when you fast forward to the end of the Parsha, we see another instance of perhaps the main character being left out of a story. According to many, Akedas Yitzchak was the 10th and final test of Avram Avinu, challenging him in a way that no prior test had. How could he go through with such a thing? How could slaughtering his son, the son that Hashem had promised, 
would carry on his legacy, how could that be what Hashem wanted from him? It was a massive test for Abraham. And it's much easier to read this story already knowing the happy ending, right? But this was not the case for Abraham. He did not know. He wasn't aware that he wouldn't have to go through with it. And he was absolutely pushed to the limits of how far he would go for Hashem. And Baruch Hashem, he was successful. And the Malach steps in at the last second and stops him from sacrificing Yitzchak. And, uh, you know, we all live happily ever after. But interestingly, Yitzchak is not really mentioned in this story. You know, when we're younger, we probably picture Yaakov as this young boy at the time of the Akedah, not really aware of what Hashem had told his father to do. Yet we know he was actually 37 at that time and was fully aware of what was being asked of him. The Midrashim describe how he submits to his father in this moment and maybe even helped and encouraged Avram to go through it. It's hard to process that. Yet the Psukim don't tell us that at all. Why don't we make mention of Yitzchak and his bravery, his commitment when discussing the Akedah? Why isn't Yitzchak an, at least an equal focus of Avraham when discussing the Mesiras Nefesh that it must have taken to triumph over this tremendous Nisayon, this tremendous test? Why omit Yitzchak from this story? And to make this question just slightly stronger and add to this pattern, we also see the same exact thing by Moshe Rabbeinu. Parsha's Titzavah is the only Parsha in the Torah since Moshe's birth that his name does not appear in. And the Balaturim and others point out that this is because of a particularly contentious interaction that Moshe had had with HaKadosh Baruch Hu following the Chet HaEgel, where Hashem had threatened to wipe out the entire nation and start over with Moshe. And to that, Moshe famously responds, If that's your prerogative, if that's going to be the case, then find somebody else, erase me, from your Sefer, from your book. And because of this phrase, Hashem removed his name from Parshas Tetzaveh. Now you can't help but wonder, isn't what Moshe did a good thing? Didn't he save Klal Yisrael? Why would his quote-unquote reward for this tremendous Mesiris Nefesh on behalf of Klal Yisrael result in his name being erased from the Parsha? How are we meant to understand another omission in this Torah? So Rav Elio Schlesinger explains that these three episodes of omission, starting with Avram at the beginning of our Parsha, to Yitzchak almost being an afterthought in the story of, of Akedas Yitzchak, and to Moshe being left out as Parsha Tzitzavah, these three instances all share a common theme. And although they each happen to individuals, they were actually not about that one specific person at all. They were really about all of us, all of Klal Yisrael. The Nisayon of Avraham Getting a bris, it wasn't about him and whether or not he would follow the word of Hashem. It was about Klal Yisrael Lidoros forever, for generations. Would the children of Avraham be able to withstand uncomfortable tzivuyim from Hashem, uncomfortable mitzvahs? The Nisayon of Akedas Yitzchak, that was not just a test for Avraham or for Yitzchak. It was a test for Klal Yisrael for all time. Will we be willing to be Moser Nefesh for Hashem with everything that we have, with our money, with our resources, with even our lives. Moshe Rabbeinu's sacrifice, it wasn't his own personal one. It was for all of Klal Yisrael, forever, to stand up for each other in the darkest of times. We are all accountable for each other, no matter what, plain and simple. Each of these incredible figures, they weren't just passing individual tests on their own. 
They were planting the DNA in each of us, Lidoros, forever, to also be able to pass, pass a similar test, to prevail over similar adversities, so that if anything should ever happen to Klal Yisrael, we would know that it's already inside each of us to rise to the occasion, to take on any challenge, any enemy. From the earliest days of our nation's origin, our mothers and fathers have been passing these type of tests. The Psukim don't explicitly mention each of the names because it isn't just about them. Yes, it happened to them, but it's just as much about each of us. This is what it means to be part of Am Yisrael. It means that we have these qualities built in. They're in our spiritual DNA and we can channel them anytime. And sadly, too sadly, over the course of history, we have had to. And we find ourselves in one of these times, yet again, where we have to dig down deep, as deep as we can, mimama came from the depth of our soul to realize that we have the ability to overcome this nisayon from Hashem. We have the ability to persevere, the ability to put the needs of strangers over our own, like Avram Avinu, the ability to sacrifice our resources, our own well-being for the benefit of, of Klal Yisrael, like Yitzchak Avinu. And we have the ability to care so deeply about our fellow Jews that it impacts the way that we daven, the way that we learn, the way that we do mitzvot, the way that we just carry ourselves on a daily basis, just like Moshe Rabbeinu. Emir Tashem, may we all be zocha to dig down deep inside ourselves and bring these incredible qualities to the surface, these qualities that Klai Yisrael needs so badly, these qualities that are ingrained in our spiritual DNA from our avos, these qualities that we need to help us become the best versions of ourselves. Good Shabbos.